people who become hamel on the sunnah, people who internalize and adorn themselves in the sunnah, mm. those are, that is the way that mm. the sunnah is defended and the sunnah is revived. Mm. And that would mean that for every single case of blasphemy, mm. the response of the Muslim should be to bring a hundred thousand or a million or millions of cases uh, or millions of young men and women should pledge themselves to the sunnah in response to every case of blasphemy. Mm. We should feel that, okay, if one person is non-Muslim and blasphemed against the Nabiya, we'll show the whole world that the Prophet is not the way they have mislabeled him to be by ourselves truly following and adopting the sunnah of the Prophet mm-hmm. And this is the real need of the time, mm-hmm. is that we need to understand who Nabi Al-Qanin was, what Nabuwa is, and what is our role vis-a-vis the Prophet as our Ummati, mm-hmm. as his Ummati. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we've become so distant from. Mm-hmm. You know, recently I was sitting with a group of young men, Mm-hmm. And I explained to them mm-hmm. that this gift, Allah's Prophet gifting us with the Prophet gifting us with the Sunnah, is like a treasure that we should cherish, that we should feel so happy about. Mm-hmm. And I gave them the example, and imagine if somebody gave you a Lamborghini mm-hmm. or a Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. you would be so happy, mm-hmm. and you would take so much care of that car, mm-hmm. and you would look at that car every day, and you would wash and sign and wax and buff that car every day. Mm-hmm. You would make sure that there's no single scratch on that car. Mm-hmm. You would not let a single blemish or spot come on even the surface bumper of that car. These boys even wash the tires and rims and alloy rims of mm-hmm. such a car. Mm-hmm. So we should feel that the sun of the green sun is our Rolls Royce, is our Lamborghini, is that incredible gift. Allah found out to us that we are totally awestruck by, we are totally amazed by, we are totally inspired by, mm-hmm. and that we want to protect it, we want to make it shine, we don't want a single bend, a single scratch, a single blemish, a single speck of dirt to be on it, and just like they wash and wax their cars, we want to beautify and magnify and glorify the Sunnah of the Sunnah. That is really what the sunnah should be. It should be our most prized possession. It should be our most honored heritage. Mm-hmm. And this is something that most of them don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, many people have become ashamed of the sunnah. So that sunnah that Mu'mineen and Muslimin have become ashamed of, mm-hmm. it is not at all surprising to yourself that Ghair Muslimin and Ghair Mu'mineen are going to attack it and denigrate it. It only, will only be when the Muslimin and Muslimin themselves don't feel any shame, but rather they're happy to have the Sunnah. Mm-hmm. They proudly celebrate and they proudly display and they proudly manifest the Sunnah and the Biyakli and so on. It's only at that time that mm-hmm. we can hope that Allah SWT would save the character or the Zab or Sifat of the Biyakli and so on from being insulted. In any single way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Now, if I like to understand who the Prophet was, I will just mention a few words from Quran al-Karim, 
and some few incidents from the Sira of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the first thing is that Allah Subhanahu Wa Karim has described the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Rahmat Al-Alameen, that he is a mercy unto all the worlds. Mm-hmm. And this is amazing because Allah Subhanahu uses this word Rahmat for himself Mm-hmm. by calling himself Al-Rahman and Al-Rahim, mm-hmm. but he chose to use the same root word mm-hmm. to describe Sayyidina Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he said in Quran, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِنَّا رَحْمَةً مِنْ And we are, even every human being is from the Alameen, but we, given that we are Muslimin and Mu'mineen, we are ultimate members of that Alameen. Mm-hmm. So we should feel the mercy of the Prophet Islam we should learn to feel the mercy of the Sunnah. Mm-hmm. Many times people wonder that they wish they could have more mercy in their lives, they should adopt more Sunnah. Mm-hmm. Because every single drop of Sunnah has Rahmah, has mercy in it. Because he himself, which means his Sunnah, was in mercy for all of the universe and for all of the world. Mm-hmm. So by adopting Sunnah, we are actually increasing in the amount of Rahmah from Allah Sultan of the Sunnah. Mm-hmm. The second thing is Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said in the Quran of Karim and the Prophet And indeed, you have for you an example and the being and the teachings and the legacy. and the beautiful example. So the first word was Rahmah. The second word in Quran being used. The second one we're looking at tonight being used. Asana is beauty. And this is a big thing that we have given up the sunnah because we think in non-sunnah way life is more beautiful. In non-sunnah attitude and non-sunnah appearance is more beautiful. But we have to realize that the creator of beauty himself, Allah, mm-hmm. Allah Ta'ala, beauty incarnate himself, is stating that the Prophet comes from his whole uswa, which means his whole life, his whole lived life, Every, his whole example, every single thing about him. That's what Uswa means. Every single thing about the Prophet of his daughter and his daughter is hasana, is beautiful, is virtuous, is noble. So that means that every single additional drop of sunnah, not only does it bring additional rahma or mercy from Allah, but it brings an extra hasana, an extra beauty and virtue into us. Mm-hmm. So the more and more and some, more and more sunnah a person has, the more and more beautiful they are in the eyes of Allah Subhanahu and the more and more beautiful they will be in the eyes of Sayyidina Sallallahu so the medium on the Day of Judgment, and the more and more they are beautiful in the eyes of all of Makhluk, all of Islam. Mm-hmm. So sunnah is mercy, and sunnah is beauty. Sunnah is mercy, and sunnah is beauty. And we should try to adorn ourselves with that beauty. And if you look at our attitude in this world, the other things that are beautiful, we love that which is beautiful. We would do anything to make ourselves more beautiful. If there was a woman who was told that there are some small things you can do, you would become more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Or there was even a lot of things or some typical thing that she could do to make her more beautiful. She would race to it. Mm-hmm. 
Allah Ta'ala taking us in Quran with Sunnah equal beauty. Therefore, the more and more Sunnah we do, the more beautiful we become. It means that because it's human to want to become more beautiful, it should be human to want to follow and adorn ourselves more and more in the Sunnah of Nabi Yaqeen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now, if we move to some events from the Hadith, and really what we have to really become, because sometimes people ask this question, how much Sunnah? How much Sunnah do I really need? When I answer the question, how much do you need mm-hmm. If you feel you only need him a little bit, then you can maybe think that I only need a little Sunnah. But if you realize that we need to be a clean from the most, from the very beginning, he has been the one who transmitted, was chosen by Islam for receiving the Quran, to recite the Quran. He is the one who expounded upon Quran. He is the one who guided us to all of the teachings that we needed to know. So mm-hmm. our need upon him is ultimate. Therefore, we ultimately need the Sunnah. And the way we sometimes explain it is that how much Sunnah should a person follow? However, in answer to that question, is however good a Nabi they think Rasulullah he found the last one was. Mm-hmm. If they think he was a so-so Nabi, they should follow him as so-so. Mm-hmm. If they think he was a poor Nabi, then they should have a very poor level of Sunnah. Mm-hmm. Al- mm-hmm. But they should have a thanks for the thing. Mm-hmm. And if they know in their heart, the same amount of Rasulullah he found as the most incredible, magnificent, noble, Mm-hmm. And we should also try to follow the Sunnah mm-hmm. in the most incredible, noble, and magnificent of ways. Mm-hmm. And our Prophet made a lot of sacrifices for the Ummah, along to all for the Ummah. His whole fear is just a testament and testimony to how much he loved and cared for the Ummah, how much he remembered the Ummah. Now, for example, once the Prophet mm-hmm. was making dua to Allah Santana, and the dua he was making to Allah Santana was just one word, Ummati. Mm-hmm. And just kept repeating this word over and over again, Ummati, Ummati, Ummati. Mm-hmm. So Allah Santana sent Angel to Gabriel and asked the Angel that you asked Prophet, so what is it that he's asking? Mm-hmm. What is he asking him? Although obviously Allah Santa knew, but this is the way Allah Santa chose to extract this knowledge. Mm-hmm. So when Jubilee said, I asked the Prophet and received the reply, and he told Allah that he's worried about the Muslim of his Ummati, mm-hmm. he's worried about Salah and Saul's success for his Ummati, he's worried about Jannati for his Ummati, Jannati for his Ummati. So then Allah Santa comes to the very sound that tells him, Tell the Prophet from me and from Allah that he is no need to be worried about his Allah. And Allah SWT has heard his du'a. So when Sayyidina Rasulullah used to have so much fikr for us, he used to do so much kanazani of us as his ummati, that means we should also start doing. He valued and esteemed us and honored us so much as his ummati, that means we should also start valuing and esteeming and honoring him as our Nabi. 
Islam ibn Hadid and Muslim Beek and Islam within the Kumukalama. And he saw an opportunity to pray in his early period of prophethood, and he saw an opportunity to pray in front of the Kama, no one was around. But he began his salah and he found some of the unbelievers and young men of the Kufar of Quraysh of Mecca. They dragged a dead corpse and a camel over his back. So he was difficulty getting up for Sanibah. They come from Sahaba came and they took the dead corpse and the camel off of his back. And the Prophet then completed his Ibadah and his worship. And then when he was walking home, again some young men of the Kufar of Quraysh of Mecca, they assaulted him, they accosted him, they taunted him, they yelled at him, they threw dirt at him, they called him clothing, and they left him in a disheveled state. And then he started walking towards his daughter's house, and when she brought some water in a bowl for him to wash away the dirt and mud from that youth and Makamukhan had thrown upon him, he raised the bowl of water to his face, and then when he raised the bowl of water, he saw the reflection of the water that said, mm-hmm. That's because of what had happened to her beloved prophet and her beloved father. Mm-hmm. So he put the bowl down, and he didn't wash away any wounds. He didn't cleanse himself. Mm-hmm. The first thing he said was down in his shoulder, said, oh, my daughter, I swear in the name of that being, in whose hand lies my life, mm-hmm. that nothing that I've been sent with will reach the four corners of the world. Mm-hmm. And these are the Leakanes of some of this moment. Mm-hmm. And the vast majority of people in Makamukama had not accepted him. Mm-hmm. When the entirety of the people of Taif had not accepted him, mm-hmm. he had a solace, a comfort, a hope, a dream. It happened to be harbored in his heart, but there would come a time in the future on the four corners of the world mm-hmm. people would have accepted the Sunnah. Mm-hmm. People would have accepted him as a Nabi. People mm-hmm. would have Imam in him and we need to look into our own lives and see that if the Prophet was to see the way we live our lives today, would he self-controlled mm-hmm. at that moment? Mm-hmm. That no, even if the people of Makkah and Paz have not accepted me, he will be so-and-so in Johannesburg mm-hmm. and so-and-so in Durban and so on so Cape Town, who will accept me. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of hope for his Allah. He had what we call Husni Ivana. He had a lot of optimism. So we, if nothing else, should feel that as loyal and loving a Nabi he was to us, we should make ourselves as loyal and loving an Ummati to him. Mm-hmm. We should try to become the truest followers our need and our hope and our dream and aspiration should also to be amongst the Siddiqeen and Fondiqeen, to be amongst the truest followers and the Akreen from the long And Allah Sallallahu mentions in the Quran of Kareem an amazing thing about the Akreen from Allah Sallam. And this is where he describes Allah Sallam, which is a very well known and often recited last two verses of Surah Tawbah. Mm-hmm. That indeed has come to you a messenger from from your own selves and your own humankind. Mm-hmm. That it is very hard on him and 
you're burdened him and it's difficult for him all the things that you do, uh, you know, the mistakes that we make. Mm-hmm. And this is something that starts in because this is in Quran. This is Allah Sallallahu pre-eternally, mm-hmm. and just for all past history and for all future time, Allah Sallallahu is declaring mm-hmm. that the Gospel is so much in tune and so sensitive to his Ummah mm-hmm. that what the members of his Ummah do are extremely difficult for him. Reynolds Quantal says, Harisun Alaikum. He is Haris. Now this has been understood by commentators in this way, but Haris here comes from his. It means the Prophet Son is crazy, is crazy about us. The Prophet Son has a craving, a yearning. Literally the Prophet Son is greedy. It means that the Prophet is greedy for us, he has a craving for us, he's possessive about us. Mm-hmm. Today people sometimes use that term that when they love somebody they say oh, I'm very possessive about them because I love them so much. So here Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is describing the intense love that Nabi Ibrahim has that he is extremely possessive he's hadith mm-hmm. and then Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so the end was that Allah SWT talks about the Prophet and says, Rahim. And Ra'uf and Rahim are both words that Allah SWT used for himself in Quran. And he is Alhamal Rahimin, he is Ahkamal Hakimin, and he, Allah SWT, you can almost understand it this way, that Allah SWT himself felt that this Nabi that he was going to make, the way and the love that you would have for his ummah, for the mu'mineen, could not be expressed and described in any other words other than using two of the asma'al husna for Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa And this means that if Nabi Akrim sallallahu is harith with us, is ra'uf with us, is rahim with us, and ra'uf means gentle and soft and kind and benevolent and rahim means merciful, and we need to become harith with his sunnah. We should have a deep craving and yearning for his sunnah. And we should be rikuf and rahim for his sunnah. We should mm. be rauf and rahim for his sunnah. Definitely. And this is how we have to be with him. Mm. If he is harith with us, rauf with us, rahim with us, then it's incumbent upon us that we should feel emotionally that we want to be harith for him Ra'uf with him mm-hmm. and Rahim with him. So this is the need of the time that we should try to revive our hearts with our love from the vehicle. The sunnah will become the great and incredible salam that the Prophet himself mentioned that that person who revives the sunnah gets the salam of 100 martyrs. Rahim, 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 Rahim